0: Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Monday morning out there to everyone. We've got a lot to go over today a couple of tennis picks, the golf tournament, football yesterday, looking ahead to football next week. I just want to make sure we get all these things covered because um, the lines are moving. I want to make sure we get them covered so they're relevant. Um,. Steadypicks.com. It's completely free to sign up. Go sign up today. Also, over on Twitter, it's at steadypicks underscore Tom. That's the best place to find me. Or at steadypicks for the main uh, Steady Picks page. Um, so, uh, yesterday afternoon, I ended up watching golf because um, I was just so happy that it was back. They do such a good job on the broadcast for a for, uh, golf channel. So I was watching that. And um, somewhere in the afternoon, John Rahm was up, or uh, Colin Morikawa was up seven strokes. And they were in the round already. And I said, well, am I really going to watch this? And Nothing's going to happen. So I watched it for maybe a half an hour. And slowly and slowly, slowly, Morikawa started missing a couple putts. Drives weren't as good. John Rahm's making Birdie, Birdie, Birdie. And you're watching, you're watching this lead just kind of get chopped down. So from seven to six to four to three. And then Morikawa hits a shot in a terrible spot. And John Rahm's gonna be putting for Birdie. And I said, This could be a two stroke swing. And that'll put him within you know within one stroke of the lead with Five holes left. It's like, yeah. So I rushed to the phone, and I start trying to live bet uh, John Rahm to win the tournament. <clears throat> and uh, I found it in a few places. I ended up getting a three to one right before his birdie putt fell. So I got a three to one right before And then I got plus 180 and plus 175 after he made it and Colin Kawa chunked one. Hit the ball so fat, it barely went anywhere and it kind of rolled back towards him. So plus 180, plus 175, all on different books. And John Rahm ends up coming back and winning by what, two strokes. Just one of the best things of uh, for the weekend in sports, I think that comeback is incredible. Colin Morikawa, I feel so bad for him. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of John Rahm, to be honest, just as a as an athlete, as a person. But Colin Morikawa, I've always loved, and to watch him just fall apart. I mean, likely one of the biggest leads that's ever been blown on a Sunday. It would be one thing if it was just John Rahm playing exceptionally well, right? Like on, you know, on another level that we know John Rahm can go to. I don't feel like he did that. He was playing really good. There's no doubt, but he wasn't playing, you know, he didn't have a chip in for Eagle and all this other stuff. He was just playing solid golf, but the way that Colin fell apart was just terrible. Missing putts missing the chip shots out of the bunker he hits he gets a hold of one hits it over the green and that's why i love golf because you don't realize how difficult golf really is i mean we've all played golf at least a couple of times you've ever been in a bunker yeah it's a 50 it's it's a 50-50 on whether if we're even getting out of the damn thing. Half the time you hit the ball and it just hits the top of the bunker and rolls back in. So I think it's a nice reminder how difficult golf can be. And uh, I felt horrible for Colin Morikawa because he's just a good dude. And to see him have to explain how he lost that and now he's going to answer that for a long time, that stinks but um as far as our bets go pretty good first uh, first tournament of the year um the two live bets as i mentioned i think i did uh, a unit on each of those i think i did a half unit on 3 to 1 and then i did a unit combined on the plus 175 plus 180 so you know maybe 3 unit gains there with that call which was perfect. Um, Finau obviously did not win, but he does finish top five, which we had a plus 100. And then we also had Matthew Fitzpatrick to beat Victor Hovland. And he did so, no problem. So, uh, about a four-unit win for us here on the Century Tournament of Champions. If you just consider what we've talked about on this show, it was a... Uh, I guess we lost a couple of cents because um, Matthew Fitzpatrick to beat Victor Hovland was not plus money. We're down half a unit. It just depends with that half a unit bet paid. But I think um, it was a the live betting was a good example of just using your eyes and trying to. Think about what's coming, and I thought it was just a good example of doing so. It's it's tough to do, and a lot of times, you know, your instinct or your heart it it leads you astray. There's no way to bet on sports, I can promise you that. But sometimes you just have to get the vibe of live betting and the vibe of a tournament or a game. And really, the only reason I did it in the first place was not because my instinct said Colin's going to keep choking. It was because John Rahm was sitting, waiting for a birdie putt. And Morikawa hit it in this spot on, I think he was on 14 or 15. Might have been on 15. He hit it in this spot that the announcers were just saying is so bad. The hardest chip shot in the PGA Tour. I said, and he's bad at chipping, right? He's not very good pitching chipping. He's not very good at it. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, this has the potential to be, you know, a three stroke swing if this falls the right way. So while I did feel the momentum of kind of what was happening, I also realized that hey, cow is in a horrible spot. It's going to be very hard for him to get up and down for a par. He's he's likely going to bogey. John Rahm has an eight footer for Birdie. And that's going to put him within one stroke of the lead, and I'm going to get three to one on John Rahm with all the other things going on. Yeah. So thought of and I tweeted this out again. If you don't follow me on Twitter, might be worth doing so. But I tweeted these all out uh, as I did them right after I bet on my turned around and tweeted it. Okay. Um, NFL yesterday did not watch a ton of NFL. I know it's a big week to be honest. And for me to not watch, it's pretty crazy, but I was excited about golf being back and, um, week 18 for a lot of teams just really doesn't excite me. The game last night was excellent. The Packers and the Lions You remember we made a bet on the Packers to win the the NFC a couple of days ago thinking they were going to squeak in and I thought they were playing better. Obviously not the case. Um, So they lose 16 to 20 or 20 to 16 to the Lions and they are out of the playoffs. And these are one of those things too where you know, all season long we've been against the Packers, we've been against Tampa Bay. We've really been fading those two teams pretty darn hard. Tampa Bay loses last yesterday, but what does that really matter? The two bets that I'm going to take for next week for the first round of the playoffs. Any guesses? I'm going with first bets on Monday Night Football. Dallas Cowboys laying two and a half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm sorry this line makes no sense. I actually put uh, two and a half units on this one. so I made this a pretty pretty substantially sized play. Dallas lying two and a half. That's at Barstool. Minus 116 is the number I got. That's the best best in market. Circa's at two and a half minus 125 for the Cowboys. Um, a lot of the market is at three. Looks like it might all come down to two and a half. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it's going to do. If it if it does go consensus two and a half, I'll be a little bit nervous. But uh, minus two and a half, minus one sixteen—that's what we took. I firmly believe that the Tampa Bay Bucks are not very good. And whether or not you think the Cowboys are very good, that's you know up to you. But I think they're substantially better than the Buccaneers. And I'm not buying this whole narrative that Tom Brady is going to just turn it on here in the playoffs like he's like he's 28 again. I don't buy it. The second bet I'm going to make for uh, next week is the Minnesota Vikings laying three plus 100 against the Giants. They're at home against the Giants. I know the Vikings are frauds and this and that, and we can go on and on about what people think about the Vikings, but... Minus three plus a hundred is a great price right now. And for as fraudulent as the Vikings might be, the Giants could be bigger ones. (laughs) You know, most people consider these two teams like the most fraudulent around. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Vikings laying three plus a hundred which is a great great price. That's a points bet. And I will die on the stake that the Giants are not that good. And give me the Vikings. Um do do okay. So a lot of our futures tickets that we placed recently are still alive. I I mentioned the Packers 15 to 1 to win the NFC, that's a goner. Uh the Eagles plus 450. Um, that's still looking good. The, the Eagles plus 170 to be the NFC championship winners, the, win the NFC. That still looks pretty good. And then the one that I added before, which is the Bengals to win the AFC, plus 450. We'll see what happens with that. I think the, bu- the Bengals are in a really good spot here to make... Uh, Make a little noise. They play the Ravens on Sunday evening. They play the Ravens. They're six and a half point favorites. Against the Ravens. I think they're going to... I think they're going to destroy the Ravens. I really do. My numbers say so too. And I wonder what their price is to win the Super Bowl at this point. Plus 8.50... Problem is, if they win this, they're gonna play. I mean, they've got some tough games coming their way. The Bengals do. Can you believe the Vikings, where they're at right now, still thirty-five to one to win the Super Bowl? Do you think the Vikings have a chance to win the Super Bowl? Now, I feel like you're delusional if you if you think that they're one of the favorites just with their record and everything. fascinating stuff um but if i was to make a bet if you ask me what was the best bet to make for the super bowl right now i'm probably gonna tell you the Bengals, or i might tell you the cowboys believe it or not because i do think the philadelphia eagles are are gonna try and put this puzzle together with hertz obviously throwing a wrench and things and we've seen that time and time again not work out as good as it should. Um, so when these two teams potentially, possibly play, yeah, I really do think they are a decent bet for this. So if they get past the Buccaneers, they'll play the Eagles next week. Um, And then, you know, you've got some work to do if you're the Cowboys, but I don't think it's unreasonable for them to potentially knock out the Eagles. I don't think that's crazy. And if they do that, if they do that, who else is going to beat them? I don't know. Um, Just some some thoughts there. Later in the week, we'll kind of go through the bracket, how it might play out, and do some other things. But uh, I wanted to get the bets that I made just with the numbers um, out there for everybody. So you catch them and get them locked in. The two tennis plays for today are um, Allison Van Udvank, which is still still, um, a bet from Friday, I believe. This keeps getting pushed back and back and back um we have plus 230 it's available plus 210 i saw out there somewhere i wouldn't bet it much lower than that one of the one of the people on twitter said ah maybe it's cuz she has shoulder problems and she's had injuries last year that's might be why she's priced so outrageously high i said ah that could be a good point point. and um so just tread lightly i wouldn't go any lower than like the plus 210. Not worth it. And then the play for the other play today is Saline Bonaventure -123 against Tamara danzig This was at Barstool as well. This was the best price by a lot. Um the rest of the markets at -140, 140, 145. I have this price -150. So give me Bonaventure to beat Tamara Zidanzik, who I actually quite like, but uh, you got to play the numbers. Bonaventure is going to be the play. So those are the two tennis plays for today, and I'm so happy and realizing how busy I'm going to be with tennis back, golf back, and racing in some way. We'll be here, and I'll be doing that. The NASCAR like model itself is all set up with Daytona stuff. We're just, you know, obviously waiting for the qualifiers the week of. But otherwise, I mean, we are uh, we are good to go. We've got some results and stuff to look at, and it is uh, it is live. So we'll see how that does this year. It should be fun to to mess around with. Um, would still love to do F one, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Can't find what I need. I'm no rocket scientist. Steady Picks Radio Wake Up and Wager, thank you so much for listening today. Appreciate it very, very much. At SteadyPix underscore Tom on Twitter or at Steady Picks. Appreciate all the support. Talk to you tomorrow.